0: Me zen andana, kin die bist in the taten. Me zenandana, <Spanish> kin <speaking> de die bist in the taten. Oi, me zenandana, <Spanish> kin <speaking> de die bist in the taten. Me zenandana, <Spanish> kin <speaking> de die bist in the <Spanish> taten. All I need is someone to lean on. Let me
1: translate, because in Judaism we have something so powerful to lean on. Mirzen Adana Kindid, Dibis Inzitata, is essentially a proclamation to God saying that we are your children. You are our father. We are proclaiming, we are confirming, we are affirming. We are acknowledging that we are children of the almighty. And then further in the song, it says, uh, I believe this is in one way or another, extracted from Lakute Moran. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov's Torah teachings, where God is telling his children, God is telling us, know my son, that in every situation I am with you. These sentiments are so powerful and we're taught it from such a young age and it's woven into everything we know and understand about life and this world and what we're doing here, so on and so forth. Probably not just in Judaism, but the emphasis that Judaism puts on these faculties is just uncomparable and it serves such a powerful utility because as we grow and come to learn that we need a rock a fallback a entity to lean on we go back to our roots and we remember that Hashem is there It doesn't matter how low it doesn't matter how bad the situation it doesn't matter the predicament in fact the worse it is Unfortunately, but but there are teva, the way that nature and the way that the world runs, the worse it is, the more likely we are to seek out our rock, our redeemer, Hashem, master of the universe, and lean onto him. There isn't an estimated value that you could put on this education. There isn't an education that is akin to it. There isn't anything in this world that could match its worth. No diamonds and pearls, no money and gold, no Bitcoin, nothing. Because despite all material, when we reach our toughest times, which we all do at some point, the only thing that's going to matter is that you have someone, something to lean on. There are so many human beings on planet Earth that don't have that gift. Our education is our gift. Our connection is our gift our spiritual awareness is our advantage. If you grow up completely secular, the only outlet you have when you reach tough times, when mental health struggles arise, when the stress is too high, when depression took over, is either a doctor or a therapist, and it just ends there. We have the power of community, the power of song and dance. We have the power of friends and family. We have our rabbis, our sages, we have Hashem. On top of all of that, we also have the doctors and the therapists and so on and so on and so forth. We have a magnitude, we have layers upon layers of resources and fallbacks that other people are not privy to. So many things that appear to be mundane, boring, and uninteresting as we grew up in ultra-Orthodox community, swings back around and saves us. I was just laughing with my friend the other day. We were talking about, we were having a discussion about Amuna. We were learning some of the garden of Amuna. And we were saying that when we began learning the garden of Amuna 12 or 13 years ago, our lives were obviously great. We were also younger, but we didn't connect to the the sheer level of difficulty that it describes in the book because at 18 years old you don't have those struggles you may have 10 or 20 percent of them but you're simply not struggling on the level that the book is describing and we had this feeling subconsciously that we just don't experience that struggle because we're so tuned in and then life happens and You find yourself struggling with everything described and you realize that almost all adults in this world are struggling with all of these things. And the lessons in how to deal with it, the fallback, the principles on how to stay sane in an insane world, they come into sharp focus. All of a sudden, they're more important than ever before. However happy it made us when we were teenagers learning it, however, whatever path it put us on, all of it, 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 just amazing. But the way in which it saves us when we are at the bottom, nothing compares. And these are one of the things we learn when we learn these principles, when we learn the education, when we are gaining spiritual awareness. They're telling us this will save you from everything. It'll, it'll be there when you're at your concepts, ideas, conceptual Nope.
0: <laughs> Not conceptual anymore. <laughs>
1: Shem is magnificent. Spiritual awareness will save you. We live in a crazy world. We live in crazy times. My friend was uh, quoting a podcast that he was listening to, where the guy was describing the notion that we we all know about this concept of a midlife crisis. What we are seeing today's day and age are that human beings are having quarter life crisis. And I was like, yes, like that makes so much sense. I see it, I feel it, I experience it. Like why are 25 and 30 year olds seemingly losing their mind, breaking down, dealing with crazy anxiety, crazy stress, Like never before, it never existed. In the thousands of years that this world is here and humans are developed, it never existed. 25 and 30-year-olds never struggled on that level. And guess what? It was always harder. We have things easier than ever before physically, monetarily, materially, so on. Yet you're a quarter of the way into your life and you're struggling. Obviously, as you know, I believe if you listen to my previous episodes, a huge part of that is media, social media. Got to get off social media. Your life will never be better. If you believe that you're here to fulfill a purpose, uh, a soul correction of some sorts, I could almost guarantee you that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok have nothing to do with it. So every second you spend on those platforms or similar platforms, you're basically wasting time. I believe that social media is a huge part of this new phenomenon that 25 and 30 year olds are in a crisis. We New, well, wise people understood that we don't really know the consequences of media, social media, and information being at our fingertips. And they warned about it. But of course, technology goes on. It doesn't care what the wise people are warning about. What we are experiencing today is the effects of it. That being said, it's still the early days. And if it doesn't slow down or get better, who knows what kind of struggles we'll be looking at in 10 or 20 years from now with our youth. We need to take this seriously. It's no jokes. There are other theories, there are other reasons. It's not just one thing, one change in history, one development, one, one evolutionary aspect that is causing all this mayhem, but certainly a huge part of it. Internet, media, and then social media. And the proof is in the pudding, as I was saying earlier, concepts, theories, until they're no longer theories. If you want to know that what I'm saying is the truth, well, it's very simple. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, panic, mental health, anything or anything in between, simply disconnect from all media and social media, adapt a healthy lifestyle that, you know, includes significant physical workout, exhaust yourself every single day, spiritual work, mental work, so on and so forth, and your problems will go away. So it's not a concept, it's not a theory, it's actuality. Teenagers are literally killing themselves, and often it is directly related to social media in one way or another, let alone the percentage of people who are struggling with anxiety and depression. Again, these are not small issues. (laughs) This is not like, "Eh, okay, it's a conversation, but let me just go back to my phone, no it's going to get to you too. It's going to catch up to you. Don't think you're above it. You're more resilient. You could handle it. No, it's actively destroying your mind. More than anything, you do not want to get to that point where you have to surrender. You have to fall back and say, God, save me. Because although Hashem, as we said, is the rock, he is there to lean on. It is much more preferable that you tune in and lean in before it got terrible because once it gets terrible, extreme anxiety, extreme depression, so on and so forth, then you could lean in, complete surrender because you'll have no choice, but it's going to come with a lot of recovery and recovery as we know comes with a lot of pain. It's like somebody who walks into a therapist's office for the first time in 50 years. They're going to go through a lot of pain to get cleansed if they stick it through. So the first six to 12 months could just be vomit worthy, right? Just the, the, everything that's going to come up and then they're going to get to that better place. Same thing here. Turn to Hashem before the tribulation and there won't be a tribulation. <laughs> that's what they say in Breslov Love. <laughs> Turn to God, understand the importance of mental health, take it serious before the problems become worse. And we're taught that you know, every tribulation is essentially God messaging you via our environment. And we, when we don't react to it, when we don't change our ways, we, when, when we change nothing, those messages get louder and louder. It gets to the point where you have no choice, you have to turn. It's either that or you lose everything completely. Don't let it get there. Painful. It's a painful cleansing. The biggest... The biggest gifts that we have were and are our education, our community, and all the ideals and the values that are brought down. At 15 years old and at 20 years old, when we have a lot of pain and anguish and complaints about what we went through, it could be debated whether it's true, not true, so on and so forth. At this point, when the debate and all of that just hushes. And it's just about life, cause and effect, truth versus falsehood, being happy versus being depressed, feeling good or feeling crappy, when it just becomes real, when it's less conceptual, blah, blah, blah. And it's how do I actually feel in my life today, yesterday, tomorrow? Am I happy? All the rationale goes out the window. You don't believe it? Try it. You don't refuse to try it? but you're struggling nonetheless with stress and anxiety and mental health, and your only solution is the therapist, is the medicine, sedate me, sedate me, sedate me, shut off the brain, that's not proof of your convictions. My proof is in the pudding. When things get too bad up here, I turn to God. And I feel better. I don't run to the doctor. I don't sedate my brain. So the proof for me is my life. I am a living proof of the things that I believe. And one might say that the proof for the person who doesn't is also in his life. Oh, you don't believe? Okay. So I guess you are subjected to have to run to the doctor. You have to sedate yourself because you don't believe that falling back on the rock that you were taught exists and is there. If you refuse to believe and do that, you're exactly right. Then you cannot. It's exactly like the quote says, you can, if you believe you can, it's really that simple, but I want to bring out a larger point, which is the gift of even knowing that you can, if you believe so many human beings walking planet earth, don't have this gift. They don't have this education. They don't have this rock. They don't have anything to lean on other than the doctor and the therapist, maybe some family members, but that's it. We have myriads, just mountains of resources and all types of individuals and entities and organizations. And then, like I said, the pinnacle itself, the divine. And boy, do we lean on the divine. Hashem saves us every day and it keeps us going every day in a sick, chaotic, crazy world with a ton of issues, mental health struggles, chaos, war, fighting, all of it. Somehow you put on the talus. You tune out, you connect, veikut, personal prayer, hidbodudut. Somehow we keep walking a straight line. Then we forget about our struggles. Things become good. We get complacent. We start deviating. Stress starts building up again. We come back. Now, hopefully we don't have to do that. We should learn from, from our lessons to not take those detours. But Hashem will always be there. Walking the straight path.
0: Oydala chubani, oydala chubani, Shiva cholmatsafshihiya kudosh buddhihi iti, Mizen and Dana kinder die best in the We are your children,
1: you are our father. Peace. Leave a like and subscribe.